Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. A little after 520 today, we'll have on with us college and NBA scout Mark Cook to talk to us about players uh, hitting the uh, NBA circuit after the college basketball season. Bob, it's our uh, weekly, or I should say daily deal on the top players for the as the combine comes around. Uh, today uh, is an area where don't expect to see a first-round pick. And we've seen it uh, in years past, last year, B. John Robinson and Jameer Saquon Gibbs. Saquon Barkley uh, and all that back, going way back. Uh, and then you go back, ATN, Najee Harris, right, right. those guys. Okay, I got one running back in my top 60. That's a possible number one draft pick? No, as a possible top 60, and oh. he's 60th. Oh, wow. Oh, oh no. This is, so this is a weak year for the running backs <laughs> as far as their prospects. Yeah, and to think about is Jonathan Brooks from Texas. Uh, he had an ACL injury late in the year. I think he would have most likely been an early to mid second round pick, but because of the injury, and we saw it would happen last year with Kendra Miller, uh, with Tajay Spears. Kendra Miller, TCU. They kind of gets kicked back a little bit because of the injury. Uh, Brooks also, and he don't have a lot of. Uh, wear on the tires because he was playing behind B. John Robinson right. and Rayshon Johnson, both in the National Football League, 6'1", uh, running back, 200 pounds. Last year, Bob, he averaged 6.1 yards a carry, uh, rushed for over 1,100 yards, and he caught 25 passes coming out of the backfield. So what you see here is a guy instinctive, sharp cut up the field. And I remember in the offseason, Archie Manning telling me, Mike, they got a guy there, Brooks, who I think is going to be an unbelievable player for him. So, Mike, what do you think, like late second round? I think round? late second, early third round okay. for Jonathan Brooks. And he would be my number one back, and he's 60th. Well, uh, Mike, I don't know if I've ever um, – and, you know, you got these outstanding lists and uh, draft prospects at all the positions. I don't know if I've ever – you know, because, you know, I follow college football and you look at it. I don't know if I've ever uh, witnessed a list – that the player I first truly heard of and watched is number 11, Cody Schrader from Mizzou, University of Missouri. Look what he did in the SEC. 
Look where he came from. He was from. at Truman State, oh, okay. Missouri. Truman, that has to be related to Harry Truman. No, it, it was a, named after him. Yeah, because uh, the, the president is from, from Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And Mike, you, Mike, he wanted to walk on, I think, in Missouri, but then they eventually like, gave him a scholarship. They gave him a scholarship. Now, they list him at 5'9". They ain't no way he's 5'9". He's, he's smaller than that. So he's a spark plug. <laughs> and, uh, last year, he rushed for over 1,600 yards. He averaged almost six yards a carry. He scored 14 touchdowns. And this and he in the SEC. 20, and he caught 22 passes coming out of the backfield. So he's versatile. He'll be a later round pick. Uh, and I think size certainly is going to be a part of but it. But he got a big heart. And, and that sucker tough, is you know? tough. Yep. Really, really Without tough. Without a doubt. My number two rated running back, Trey Benson from Florida State. 6'1", 225. We saw him in the opener against LSU. Big physical runner. Uh, the last two years, he's rushed for almost 1,900 yards. Um, he's gotten better as a receiver. He's a bit of a body snatch, everything up against his body. But he's gotten better. He didn't start out at Florida State. He started out at Oregon. Oh, wow. That, that, that's an extreme going from the <laughs> and Pacific so he went from West, Oregon uh, to, to, to Florida State. Yeah, well, and, and I think Trey will end up being a third-round pick. I think one of the guys um, – that's not getting a lot of publicity, and I think he'll go higher than a lot of people think, and that's Marshawn Lloyd from USC. Uh, he was a five-star recruit. He went to South Carolina, got injured early on. So, the, wait, he goes from South Carolina to USC? To USC. Th- th- that shows you right now. That's cling, like, cling, that, that's cling. like uh, Bo Nix going from Auburn to Oregon. That's why North, South, East, West, they'll end up anywhere. It didn't matter where you went to high school, Mike. It's amazing where you end up playing and have the opportunity. Can you take advantage of that? He's 5'9", 215, short, stocky runner, and he's hard to knock off his pegs. Man, he's got – he runs a really good pad level. He's quick. Uh, he runs hard inside between the tackles. He averaged 7.1 yards a rush at USC this year. Now, okay, USC, they didn't have the five blocks of granite blocking right for him. Right up front. Yeah, because, <laughs> and you'd always say, well, they had Kayla Williams and USC doesn't play defense, Pac-12 and all that. But he still did that. He still accomplished over seven yards a carry. And uh, he was one of the impressive guys at the Senior Bowl. I, I thought he oh, really hello. He hello. looked good there and he can catch the football coming out of the backfield. So Mike, is we how this combine workout goes and all? Yeah, and I all? think he'll probably end up third, fourth round, somewhere in that range. Okay. And the same with Braylon Allen who is one of the youngest players in this draft class. He's just 20 years old, though he's played three years, and he's rushed for 3,400 yards at Wisconsin. But Wisconsin always got good running backs. Wisconsin, you talk about a brute. He's six one and a half, 240 pounds. So, Mike, going on two decades plus, when is Wisconsin – not really have a running back that's not L- NFL relevant. I'm glad he didn't play in a bowl game uh, against LSU's defense. Yeah, yeah, uh, he uh, might have gashed him. Well, he was holding out. Might have gashed. No, he decided. Yeah, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play in the bowl like game. Same thing with the quarterback, right? Exactly, yeah. and along with their top receiver, yeah, yeah. And, and everything else. And, and, and LSU, LSU defense, still couldn't stop LSU's him. LSU defense still sucked uh, in that bowl game. Come on. One of the guys um, I'll, I'm really intrigued with is Dylan Johnson. We saw him play at Washington. He's a Mississippi kid. Played at Mississippi State. Well, went to Washington. Oh, I like him. I like him. Big Mike, uh, physical uh, uh, runner. Uh, no, everyone talk about Michael Penix. I'm going to tell you, uh, Dylan, uh, Mike, you know what? That's the Johnson. other guy that I know besides Cody Schrader. Dylan Johnson. 
And I'll say, I know I know that name. Oh, the Mississippi State, he goes to Washington. No, he was a difference maker for the Huskies, without a doubt. When they beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, they weren't beating them without – now, he got hurt in that game. But, man, he is is a tough guy running between the tackles, and he's got enough scoot to hit the edge. So, Mike, he's from high school in Mississippi? He's from Mississippi. He's from Mississippi High School. Uh, And he played a couple years, and then he transfers to Washington. Another example. You go from uh, Mississippi State, uh, Stark, Vegas, uh, to Seattle, Washington. (laughs) No, it's unbelievable opportunities these players got. Bob, another guy you really like this story is, is Bucky Irving from Oregon. He started. Who's that? He started out at Minnesota, a Gopher, yeah. And then he transfers to Oregon, and uh, he's rushed for over a thousand yards the last two seasons. He's rushed. He averaged like six and a half yards a, a carry, but Bobby's caught eighty-seven passes in two years at Oregon. Well, well Mike, uh, just Quick by you, speed guy, get up the field. Uh, by you telling me all this where the players go north, south, east, west, and you can't keep them, that's why in the hell Nick Saban retired because <laughs> how the game has changed. Uh, that's why Nick Saban is ahead of the curve uh, right then. No, that's going to be a big challenge for Coach Kelly because you can't satisfy everyone. Uh, but, Mike, you might recruit a player, but you always got to re-recruit him every year. To stay on board. That's why I make sure Caleb gets a lot of touches this year. Because yeah. I think if you're looking for the next sort of star player at LSU, it's that running back. Caleb's the guy. And I think you're going to see it because of the fact you got to make up for the rushing yards Jaden Daniels is not going to give you. Not give you as a quarterback. Right. <laughs> uh, because because Nussmeyer's not running around like that. No, Come no, on. no. He's, he's going to run around to buy time. Yes. Uh, in other words, to scramble to throw, not scramble and run. And another running back, and we saw him play a lot at Michigan, Blake Curl. Uh, he's not a real big guy, 5'8", 195 pounds. You talk about a tough little dude running in between the tackles. Um, you know, he's a tackle breaker for a smaller guy. He's got enough quickness to hit the hole this year. Um, he averaged 4.8 yards a rush, but everybody kind of knew what he was going to do. Bobby, he still rushed for 1,245 yards. He scored 27 rushing touchdowns. Well, if you Jim Harbaugh is running back, uh, he's not just giving him that because he likes him, because uh, he trusts him. Uh, so, Mike, uh, I would trust They had guys a yes. lot more highly recruited right. than Blake Curham. Right. But, but uh, in big games, right. he became the guy. The workhorse. Uh, to rush your football. And um, also to Audrey Gassamy, uh from uh, Notre Dame, big physical runner. 5'11 and a half, 225. So, Bob, he, he's a big runner. He looks the part. Uh, he rushed for over 1,300 yards this year, 18 touchdowns, and he caught 17 passes. You don't think about Notre Dame throwing the ball a ton to the running back, but Audric is a really good football player. I think he ends up being a middle-round pick, and I think a good player for the National Football League. But as we talked about it, and Bob, you brought it up, I think for most people, eh, they saw a little bit of Jonathan Brooks. You saw Trey Benson because he played at Florida State. Who you really saw? Dylan Johnson at Washington. And you saw Cody Schrader. Without a doubt. At at Missouri. Missouri. At Missouri. Yeah, no, no, without a doubt. Now, Mike, it seems like Georgia's always going to have a running back every year. You're going to have a running back every year. Doesn't that surprise me? Jalen Wright at Tennessee. So, uh... But uh, listen, to me, when I look at, I'd be shocked. You're this list you make. If they don't have 
I'm going top 12. If they don't have a Texas, Georgia, or Tennessee player on there, I'd be kind of shocked. It's almost every do. year. Right. That, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Okay. The, the, the next man up. Okay, the one thing about Brooks, and he's coming off the ACL, and about Milton at Georgia, they don't have a lot of wear and tear on the tires. Because the okay, NFL likes that. Uh, you know, you're getting a back that's not uh, been beat up a lot a at doubt. the collegiate level like some of them have been when they enter it. When we come back, we have Mark Cook on talking about college basketball, also NBA prospects right after this break here on the Big 870. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, the CEO of Global Basketball Report, Mark Cook, former college basketball coach and now uh, scouting the college ranks into the NBA. Mark, great to have you on and uh, super meeting you uh, Saturday at the uh, McNeese-Nickel uh, State game. So, um Right off the bat, I'll ask you because I know why you had the McNeese game. They have they got a couple guys there that you were taking a long look at uh, for the Cowboys. So uh, your evaluation of those couple players and man, just how quick it has happened for Will Wade and in McNeese. Yes, thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, I was looking at the the guard Bell from McNeese specifically. Um, athletic score, uh, they're the number one team in the conference. So I figure uh, someone is averaging the leading score of 17 a game at McNeese probably will be the MVP. And a couple of years ago, the MVP was actually invited to the Seniors Combine in uh, Portsmouth Invitation in Portsmouth Invitational Tournament um, in Virginia. Mark, he's not a real big guard either. Now he's strong and he's quick. Yeah. Because the funny, the funniest thing that happened after the game, I was driving back to New Orleans. And I, I received a text, and the text was to give me an evaluation of wealth. And I had to call call the person back that I work with and tell them I, I'm just coming back from watching McNeese. And we talked about a few things, but I'm going to watch McNeese again, uh, play again when they come to University of New Orleans so I can get a better 
feel for him. Even though he's six foot, yeah, you know he he's quick, he's athletic, and he's a scorer. He can go to the basket, he can shoot it off the dribble, he can catch and shoot from distance. So he has all the skills. You know, he does not have the height, but. Since I was asked to evaluate, that's what I do. Man, he ran the well, tempo, though. Well, he, like, he ran that tempo well, really it, good. And, Mark, like, like you're saying, height. I don't know. Uh, how tall is Chris Paul? I don't know. I wanna look, when I look at Chris Paul and what he's done in his NBA career, I mean, and uh, the question is, right now, because uh, you're familiar with this, can the Pelicans close out the regular season strong? The reason why I bring that up, now, uh, it matters who you play and all that. Uh can you take care of business? And I don't know, the upper echelon, uh, the Pelicans have struggled somewhat, but they've won seven of eight games going into the All-Star break. They're on a 49-win pace. Uh, there's only one team in uh, franchise history that's broken past a, a 50-win mark, and that was 2007 and eight when the Hornets had Chris Paul at point guard. Uh, that season, uh, people don't realize, but Chris Paul, I mean, I remember having a CP3 T-shirt. I uh, finished second in the MVP voting, voting, and then the Hornets came within one uh, game of advancing to the Western Conference Finals. I remember against uh, the Spurs. So, what do you look at this Pels team? Because we want to be at the Smoothie King Center. We want to pack it out. It doesn't matter if we got to go to work on Thursday morning. We want to be in that number on Wednesday to sell out the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> but if you have that 2007-8 version of the Hornets, hell yeah, we're going to be there. I think you would agree with that. Yeah, uh, uh, with, the, with the way they're playing right now, as long as they continue to be consistent like that, be consistent every night. And, and I like last year what one of the guys said at the end of the year when they lost in the playoffs. We, be, we have to become professionals. When he's talking about the younger guys, you know, you, you know, it's 82 game schedule. So you have to be a professional. You got to take care of yourself and you have to come with the mindset every night to bring it. And right now they're playing that way. They just have to continue to play that way after an all-star break. It just because the West is a beast. Yeah. In the the, NBA right the now. West is a beast. And uh, what I'm somewhat encouraged. And I think this would motivate me uh, instead of, you know, rest it on your laurels. Uh, look, this year's version of the Pels uh, doesn't have uh, any MVP candidates or all-stars. You look at, uh, there's still time for Zion. He's only 23. Ingram's like 26 years of age. But one of the biggest positives this season is the fact that Zion and uh, B.I. Brandon Ingram, uh, they've been consistently in the lineup. Uh, look, they combined yeah. to miss 90 games last season. Uh, this season, collectively, they've only missed 15. So yeah, uh, how, how are you going to be held accountable? You got to be available. Now they finally available. Yes, they like I said, they have to be professionals. That means you have to show up every night, even if you're at eighty percent. You have an injury, but you feel like you're at eighty, eighty-five percent. You still have to go out there and play if you want your team to to get that far. Herb Jones is playing great for them. You know, he's developed his three ball where he's he's a consistent outside shooter. Now he's always had the reputation of being a great defender. So you have those three guys and a veteran guard out there who's used to winning. So they have the ingredients to be consistent night in and night out and be consistent winner night in and night out. Now, Mark, I wanted you to comment on this because when you look at the whole team, uh, you know, who's in the game, who's on the bench, and when you look at the roster. And I thought this is interesting. I was reading this where, and I said, well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the the Pelicans, even though you look at All-Stars and all that, but the Pelicans' biggest strength is the talent they have 1 through 10 on the roster. 
You look at their bench units are outscoring other teams uh, by basically three and a half points per 100 possessions. Uh, that's the second best mark uh, amongst N- NBA teams right now. And then you got a guy like uh, Jordan Hawkins. You know, about he is not disappointed, and he can't even get in the damn game. So, so what is your take? Did you see this that Jordan Hawkins was on this level and the confidence that he has? Look, uh, he's had, what, a few 30-point games this season. Well, we know and, he can shoot. And the thing is, sometimes he don't even, like, get a chance to go in the game. Well, what's your take on Jordan Hawkins and as far as the Pell's bench? Well, I like him on the bench, and, and you have to have some future on the bench. He's, he's one of the future guys that, that will develop into a very good player. Um, my thinking was that's why they got rid of Lewis, because he was coming along fine, and, you know, everybody cannot play. So, you know, they had the, they had the trade, one of their older, older draft picks. You know, I thought Lewis was a very good player for that Alabama. Um, you know, Hawkins from Connecticut, he's got a winning pedigree. You know, he comes from a place right. where they're used to winning. So, and that makes a big deal. You know, it's, Connecticut now is like almost like the UCLA of old days. You know, they expect to win championships. You know, their players, you know, expect to win win uh, when they get to the NBA because that's what they've done in college. One of the things in scouting we always say is we look at college programs. You have to have two pros out there to get the NCAA tournament. If you have a college program and you have two pros that are playing together, you have definitely have a chance to get the NCAA tournament. Mark, uh, of the college players you've seen this year in the Southern region, who are the maybe a couple of them on the elite level that, that you've been able to see? Well, locally, uh, LSU, Tulane, McNeese, UNO, and Southern each have a person that the NBA is looking at. Uh, Will Baker, the seven-footer from LSU, he has showed that he can be a stretch four, stretch five. And that's what the NBA is looking for now. The, the, the post player that plays on the block in the NBA has gone the way of the fullback in football. Right, <laughs> you know, right. just That's extinct true. right now. Uh, Kevin Cross, Galen Forbes out of Tulane, Cross is a 6'8 kid, Swiss Army knife, does everything well except shoot the ball from distance. McNeese um, has Wells, which we just talked about. Jordan Johnson at uh, UNO was averaging 21 points a game. He's number eight in the country, but same thing. He's a 6'1 guard. Uh, Southern has a, a junior. Uh, Rayshon Joseph, who's averaging 20 points a game, but he's 6'3", and he is an underclassman. So locally, those are the guys that are getting a little little, little acknowledgement from the NBA teams. Now, uh, Mark, um, when you look at the top 25, and um, when you look, obviously you talk about the South, and you look at the, uh, okay, I'm going to look at the SEC, and you look at Tennessee, uh, I thought that that was kind of intriguing because, uh, you know, we always stroke, uh, obviously, SEC football and SEC baseball. But I'm looking at it right now in the top 25. Do you know the SEC basketball has six teams ranked in the top 25, and <laughs> they tied uh, with the Big 12 with six teams? And it ain't out west, or it ain't the ACC. If you look at top 25, SEC has six, Big 12 has six. So what do you look at, like, Saudis and Conference basketball as a whole right now, considering they haven't gotten out? Everybody talks about Kentucky in the past, Florida, if you go old school and all that. But you look in the state of Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, uh, where they're at. But I thought that was interesting. 
Okay, who's ranked right now? And in the Don't think of things, uh, I, I look at the SEC and the Big 12, the top conference in the nation. And Ole Miss has a coach that's eventually going to turn that key over on the car. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, Saturday night, I'm going back to LSU to see Mississippi State play, yeah. who their coach has done a good job turning it around. SEC, a while back, uh, I can't remember the commissioner's name, where he kind of emphasized, all right, we're a football conference. Let's put some money into men's basketball. That's where we can make some money. And when the schools in the SEC decide to put money into basketball, that's when it's just blown up. And right now, it's it's at the pinnacle. You know, you're going to have draft picks in there. You're going to have teams go to NCAA. You're going to have teams that go far, and, you know, they're going to go past the first weekend, play in the second weekend. So uh, I enjoy watching them. Because this this is <laughs> this is what I do in this part of the country. I right. get to see all the SEC uh, games at LSU to scout for the NBA, and I enjoy watching the talent level. And as I'm looking at LSU, you know, new coach and everything, and I look at it and say, well, he's got to bring that talent level up because in order to be competitive in there, you have to have almost guys that are lottery picks, let alone be a pro. They almost have to be lottery picks because that's who you're going to play against. Well, uh, Mark, exactly, uh, you know, the coach and uh, the program. You look at Will Wade, what he's done at McNeese, and how uh, you look at the future. I think Will Wade's a winning coach. Uh, you know, whether I look at what happened at Kansas with Arizona. I mean, uh, come on. Uh, Even not the at right Texas. place, The right time, yeah. yeah. So, so when I look at all that, uh, I mean, uh, all I know is the same thing. You know, it's another cat. Uh, I, I know they're winning. Bruce Pearl. Uh, I think he was winning at Tennessee. Now he's winning at Auburn. That don't happen by accident. Because uh, I no, think all certain those guys are very good coaches. Yeah, all certain individuals know that know the what they're doing. Do. Right. <laughs> yes, they know the game. They and not only do they know the game, they know how to run a high level Division One program and operate it in the correct way. Uh, you know, little things that that got them in the past. You know, you don't even get in okay. trouble anymore. So, okay, yeah, you don't get in trouble anymore. <laughs> you know, Calvin Sampson, you know, he was six years in the NBA because he made too many phone calls during the week when the NCAA rule was yeah, you know, we could make one on. phone call a week. And he's went to Houston and turned it around. Look at Bruce the Houston Pearl, Cougars, hey. amen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but I look at Will Wade like that right now because, you know, the rumor mill has him, you know, there's, there's two big openings right now, the Paul and Ohio State. And the rumor mill is that, you know, he's going to get a shot at one of the big six jobs. Um, basketball, we call it the big six. And um, in football, you call it, the, uh, you know, the, the power five. Power five. And but now it's the power yeah. four because the Pac-12, you can't yeah, have Oregon four, State and Washington yeah, State. ain't that no more. So, so it's the power four. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, 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 with basketball, you have to call it the big six because you have to include the Big East Conference. Yeah, exactly. Have football. So they call it the big six. And I could see him getting – if, if he wins the Southland Conference, Will Wade will not be at McNeese next year. <laughs> Mark, um, you were a coach in the women's game. And so Bob and I were talking about this, of the face of the franchise. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese at LSU. Okay, and you look at NCAA basketball today. How many people can name you the top player on the top teams? You know the coaches – They've become the face of the franchise. But look at women's basketball and what that sort of duo, what Clark has done, what Angel has done, to put that in the limelight. And they must watch TV. Well, and like Mike was saying, Mark, uh, when you look at, okay, I'm not hating nobody, 
But uh, women's college basketball, there's more name recognition than the male version of NCAA college basketball as far as who the fans know. I mean, I don't know. I look at Clark at Iowa. Uh, she's like the Steph Curry. I mean, hello. I mean, uh, you yeah, know, it, you bring the. I mean, uh, that's just what you witness. If you're a casual fan, I'm not talking about no diehard basketball fan because you know, like you, everybody knows that. I'm talking about if you casually on Saturday and you're watching men's or women's basketball and all you're that. You're gonna flip that, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to that to channel and, and all of a to sudden, watch them. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do you think of that uh, right now? Where we at as far as that goes? Well, women's basketball is in that that aspect will all will grow because of NLI, NIL. Excuse me. Um, the women's game, as far as college is concerned, the players are getting more money playing college basketball than they would be playing professional. The in WNBA. WNBA, yeah. So you're going to have people stay in school for four years and play, so that way that name recognition will get out there because you know college men's college basketball. It's how fast can I get my one year out? Because in the NBA, you only become draft eligible at 19. So you right. have to either, you know, play in the G League or, or, or go to school for at least one year. But the college women's side, they're going to stay four years because, you know, you have people making six figures <laughs> yes. you know, playing women's basketball. So I can see that growing as far as name recognition, player recognition, those kind of things. And, you know, it's social media. You know, the women, the yeah. women's game is going to have more likes on their social on social media. So it's going to have more recognition. Now, uh, you know, Mark, uh, you evaluate talent at the highest level. Uh, but how, how do you – because I always talk about this with Mike about the NFL. A player might be skilled at a very high level from a physical standpoint, but how do you check their heart? How, how do you check their mind? Uh, when I look that, at That's this, Mark's job uh, to do. Hey, so, Mark, when I look at Ben Simmons and coming out of Australia and LSU where he was drafted – we talk about a head case. Now I'm not poo-pooing, uh, you know, anxiety or mental illness and all that. But Ben Simmons, you talk about stealing money. The fans look at that. Come on, this cat gets all this money, and then he decides he's going to play when he wants. Oh, my lower back's hurting. My lower back hurts uh, every day of my life. I mean, what? I mean, uh, so when I look at that, how do you evaluate that as scouts? considering well, uh, the guy got so much ability and then all of a sudden he's afraid to dunk because he might not make 50% of his uh, three-point, I mean, free throws. I mean, that to me, th- that'd be the toughest job as a scout because, you know, you can see the physical attributes, but you can't trust them. I, I don't know. Th- that's mind-boggling. No, it, it, it's true. But fortunately, I scout for the league itself. I don't scout for a team. The, the Finding okay. a person's heart, how, how they want to play – I leave that to the teams and those interviews, all that stuff. Because when we're at the Combine right. in, in Virginia, they'll play the games, you know, and then that evening each NBA team will have a suite or something where they'll invite a player up and sit down and have a conversation with him, try to get into his head, kind of figure the kid out. All we can do is tell him, all right, this is a conversation I had with him maybe at the school or at the Combine, and that's all we can tell you. You know, you you know, you guys are getting paid to do this. You have to dig deep. You know, a lot of money, so you have to figure out. You know, if does this kid have a lot of heart? Um, I, I look at it as 
the older the kid, I think the more mature you're going to get, especially in the NBA now. Because last year from the combine, we had three people that are on NBA rosters right now, and they were seniors. And, you know, in the NBA, they talk, well, are you going to get a, a kid that has potential one year out of school and maybe wait three years? Are you going to get a, a kid who's a senior or a junior that comes out that can help you right away? You know, as a coach in the NBA, I want somebody who can help me right away. Right, because yeah. They fire coaches left and right in the NBA. <laughs> you know, you're not winning. You're, you know, you're gone. So if I'm a coach, I want an older, I want an older kid that can, that can help me win games right now. Well, well, I can't it, wait four years. And you know, Mark, uh, like the Pels with Jordan Hawkins, he has not disappointed from day one. Jordan Hawkins, you know, it's about ready made for the NBA. Uh, you talk about swagger, confidence. He's very mature. I mean, ain't no Pels fans hating on Jordan Hawkins. Now, can he get in the game? They have fans telling me. And he got to get better on defense. No, no, no. But they still say he can score. No, he can score now. They they want him playing way more than than he plays the minutes he gets. Mark, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Great to have you on. At least we ate good Saturday at Lester's house. Right, Mark? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Mark Cook, the CEO of Global Basketball Report, NBA scout, will be back with Triple Option right after this break on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. We're joined by Steve Geller for Triple Option. Bob, you go first. Well, um... Listen, I don't want to be long-winded, but Abar, you're always long-winded. Uh, okay. So uh, we're talking about uh, the NBA. You know what? When you look at, like, scoring, I look at the All-Star game. I was so frustrated because, okay, can anybody play any defense? Okay, so you look at, like, big nights, like big night scoring. Last season, uh, they had 203 instances uh, where a league record – uh, by far, a player scoring 40 points in a game. You know, like a 40 points, it's not like 100, whatever. Okay, a league record by far of players scoring 40 points in a game. This season is on pace to see 179 such games that would be the second most in NBA history. You know, I'll always love history. Jacking up points, everybody scoring, who's playing defense? I don't know. Now, this season has even seen six instances. And now think about this. We've seen six occasions where 60-point games, that's the third most from any season in NBA history. Well, Bobby, what do you expect? They don't play defense anymore. You know what? When I was one years old, I didn't want to go back in my in, 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 uh, the time frame. Do you know the other two seasons – were in 1961, which I was one years old, 61, 62, and 62 and 63, when there were a combined 26 games of 60 points or more. What? 24 of them was by Will Chamberlain alone. Will Distilt. Will Distilt had 24 out of the 60 games. We're talking about 60 points or more. 
So that caught my attention. Now, you look at Booker with the Suns, okay? <laughs> Booker was 20 when he scored 70 points in a game. He did it for Phoenix in 2017. And it was only one of only four games of 70 or more in the span of nearly 50 years. Okay, look, uh, come on. That's a half a freaking century. 50 years, 70 more points. The only others that did it in that span, Kobe Bryant scored 81 in 2006. David Robinson, the Admiral, scored 71 in 1994. David Thompson, he was the one, the original, like Denver Nugget, uh, the slam dunk. Uh, he had a vertical, I want to say, 44 inches. But we remember him when he was at North Carolina State. State. Man, yes, he, was he scored 73 in 1978. Now, if you look at that, okay, just look at 70 or more points. It's happened four times now in the last uh, 14 months. <laughs> Ain't nobody playing no damn freaking defense. If you look at, like, uh, Donovan Mitchell right now, uh, Damian uh, Lillard, I mean, look, he's making half-court uh, shots <laughs> right. and stuff. So each had 71-point games in 2023. Joel Embiid and uh, Luka Doncic uh, did it last month. So when you look at all this scoring – that, but, but you know what intrigued me, all what I said about that? It's like, what in the hell? When I was one, two, three years old, 61, 62, 62, 63, and Will Chamberlain, how you had the prolific scoring back then, and then it went over like half a century, and now all of a sudden nobody plays defense. Steve? Well, gentlemen, one of the storylines in the NFL this offseason is going to be, where is Justin Fields going to end up? I saw early this morning, wake up, you put on the, you know, whatever – ESPN, Fox Sports, everyone's talking about that Justin Fields is now following on Instagram. Atlanta. This is where we are now. Atlanta. This is where we are now in society. He's following, yeah, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and B. John Robinson, while he is not following the Chicago Bears at all. While we kind of joke about it. So, you, wait, that, 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 so, Steve, that matters who you follow and all that? I don't understand. Explain that to me. Right. He just recently started following some Falcons players, and then when people checked, he's not following the Bears at all. So now, you know, greatly the big question so you're of— trying to connect the dots. Right. And, and the, the, I got you. I you got know you. what? Sportsbooks even responded. Yes. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has the top odds to land them. Atlanta right under, and then the Bears are number three to keep them. I would rather if I'm. I don't want to see him in Atlanta. But I wouldn't be surprised because look where he's from. Right. If I'm Justin Fields, like you said, Mike, he's from Georgia. I'm telling you, the talent, offensive talent. I'd rather go if I'm Justin Fields. I want to go to Atlanta versus the Steelers. You better believe it. From an offensive perspective, and I play at least nine games in a dome stadium. (laughs) Yes, every year. A controlled environment. Controlled environment. And listen, I poo poo, and I love controlled environment. Okay, uh, real quick, players with fifty or more rushing touchdowns and twenty-five or more receiving touchdowns in their career. There's only three in National Football League. Marshall Falk is one. Lenny Moore is two. Christian McCaffrey wow. became the third. I was going to give that out after the Super Bowl, but no, 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 but, no. Uh, but I had it, so I'll give it. Hey. Think about it. Only three running backs in NFL history. Hey, I was hey, waiting for you to say LaDainian Tomlinson. Hey, 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 <laughs> wow. hey, listen, I love uh, Alvin Kamara, but he ain't no uh, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. I'm telling you. I think Alvin Kamara is awesome. 
but ain't no Christian McCaffrey. We'll be back with more sports talk and finish it off in hour number two here on the Big 870 WWL. We're finishing up here on sports talk on the Big 870 in the 5 o'clock hour. Mike to tell you along with the uh, Steve Geller. And Steve, in the 6 o'clock hour, you have uh, a little bit of intel on the new wide receivers coach for the Saints, Keith Williams. And, uh, man, he's got a, a long background, coached here at Tulane under uh, Coach CJ, and uh, um, did a lot of, I would say, like Pete Jenkins-type stuff in the offseason, working with Devontae Yeah, that's Adams, huge to hear that. Working with Tyreek Hill. Listen, they're not coming to you because you pals with him. <laughs> they're coming to get their game better. Well, right? well and then, you know, Steve, can he make, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know. We want him to be more an alpha receiver instead of, like, for sure, number two receiver, uh, Chris Olave. From what oh, I've heard, oh, he's oh. a very moral vocal coach, kind of like a Curtis C.J. Johnson. He's no, loud. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, he's oh, loud. Oh, I'm going to tell oh, you right okay. now. Okay, so you look at, like, uh, uh, Flowers, what he did with the Ravens, how he developed him. You look at Devontae Adams. Uh, can we get Chris Olave at that level? Uh, Chris Olave, to me, sometimes too cool for school. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this news break on the Big 870. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.